0: Yeah.
1: I've been all over the place. I miss my team, and it's time to get back together. I'm calling all beings. I'm your host, DJ San Marco, here with the Money Man,
2: mm, yeah. Money Nathan. What's going on, man? Feels good. Getting back together just feels right. It feels good. Mm-hmm.
1: I know our, our guest backstage. He can get with this. Uh, we also have our, our researcher who who's. Uh, <laughs> Our our researcher, uh, Deb, who, uh, you know, Priscilla's just moved to Maryland. These two girls about to get in all kinds of trouble. So Uh ghosts, spirits, cryptids, look out, man, because these girls are coming. And they're also going to be together in October 8th. They're going to be with uh, James Iandoli and uh, J.C. King in New York City for that anomalous business. What's it called, Nathan? Can you even Uh, recite that thing?
2: It's like a very it's an inquiry into anomalous Anomalous experiences.
1: That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, our resident experiencer coming all the way from Minnesota, eh? Woo. What's going on, Steph? Oh, you betcha. <laughs> What's I up? Betcha. I, I have to say, I have to
3: say, I'm jealous of Deb and Priscilla getting together. If I could be with you, it would be a trifecta of... Triple trouble, man. Oh my God, that would be
4: amazing. The
1: ghost better look <laughs> out, <OMG>. baby. <laughs>
3: yes, now. And, you know, to be among elite intelligentsia would be even greater. So, you know... But yeah, no, I'm great. It's it's not snowing yet. So, you know, I've, I've only gone through my first year here and uh, I'm bracing for winter.
0: <laughs> yeah, but,
1: when you talk, but
3: it's been when very... Said, it been,
1: when yes. you said elite intelligentsia, I thought you were referring to me. So I just... <laughs> I was. Just getting I was. Really confused. Really confused. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, let's bring on our guests. It's been mm-hmm. since December, mm-hmm. since we last saw this gentleman for the holiday party when he popped in to say hello and we had him just before that but now i got a lot more knowledge on his show and who we're talking about here is uh the executive producer of letter 10 productions and you know who's got that going down the secret of skinwalker ranch put your hands together for tj allard
5: Thanks. i love that intro
2: that was amazing thank you can i get it amen for tj amen, amen. welcome, welcome amen. back awesome i
1: could have been at the choir at nathan's church man um he was smart thank he you. did his master's when he was in his damn 20s um mm-hmm. but hey congratulations everybody on behalf of calling all beings like to congratulate right now uh tj allard the executive producer of skinwalker ranch for earning at this ripe age of probably like forty, how old you, TJ? Uh, let's.
5: I, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations for earning his yeah. master's
1: degree, TJ
5: Allard. Yes, congrats. It's huge. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yes, amazing. I'm. Uh, I have a master's in data science to so go along with everything else I've been doing. So this is a. It's great. A lot That's of work. It but is amazing, but I got man. it done. Yes.
1: Congratulations, man. sir. Um, I'm sure you're you're resting easy and you smile when you wake up and you know i don't have to crack a book man i i only graduated about two years ago uh this september september 20th is two years ago so i know i know how you feel um and i'm 53 (laughs) so uh (laughs) excuse me i'm 55 nathan i forgot how old i was was it's okay
2: you're 53 i I,
5: I heard the thing you're tony 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 earlier that was great
1: is that good it feels yeah yeah Yeah.
5: (laughs) I knew what it was.
1: Come on now. I'm multi-talented, TJ. I have at least one other talent in the world. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, it's an honor to have you back. I did consume uh, all of of season three of a uh, season four actually right of skinwalker ranch was that season four
5: you you've probably seen one two and three so far because okay three <laughs> yes.
1: yeah it it was uh it was well i i was texting you at the time because yeah. i was enjoying it so much uh and i'm texting tj I saw, tj i saw that and you're like yeah i know i've seen it all already <laughs> uh but i i really enjoyed it and they got so much data Yes. And, I, you know, this isn't even my first question, but but I, I was wondering if you could just comment on what was it you think that led to them uh, being able to collect? So was it just the interjection of uh, of uh, uh, Travis Taylor or was it something else that you think caused him to be able to co- collect all that data this season? You know,
5: I think it's the machine is well oiled and moving well right now. I think it takes a couple of seasons to get anything going. Um, and then kind of getting it on, okay, you, you developed your format, you have your mission plan, what you're trying to do. Um, once you understand the tone structure of the show, then you can start digging in, you know, to the, to the nitty gritty. Um, it's, it's just like anything, right? You're, you're doing this big arc. And now that we know what that is, now you can start breaking it into more pieces and then diving deeper into each one. Um, it's, and, and we're very, I mean, listen, it's super lucky. Um, nobody gets season four anymore in anything. Um, mm. so this is a, a bona fide hit uh, it's it's amazing you know, yeah. it's one of those stories I, I say so I I should step back and you know say it I I talked to a lot of people right that uh, th- over the years I you know looking for talent looking for ideas looking for shows and, um, and one of the things that I try to get across to people is you know this my my career this is 20 years in the making the overnight success of 20 years in the making mm-hmm. so you know you look like oh yeah this just happened but It took, you know, myself, it took a very long time to get there. Um, And you try to put that out there to people right away uh, when you're kind of introducing like what you're trying to do, what you want to do, what you would like to do with them and try to dispel a lot of those myths and rumors, you know, just those things that people think about like television right out of, you know, right out of the gate. And so uh, it's it's a business like any other. And, you know, this is uh, the response we get from the audience. That's, you know, networks like that, (laughs) just... Hey, it's working. Keep it going. So hopefully, you know, this is the beginning of many, you know, so.
1: Uh, just beyond the star, that is, is the ranch. And I'm going to, I'm going to pass it to Nathan after this one, sure, but please. beyond the star, that is, is the ranch itself and the goings on there. Is there a particular decision that you made that you thought was integral from the, from the production and from the entertainment side that you think was, was pivotal?
5: I mean, yeah, and, you know, I've, I've in, I'm i going to say this a couple of times, I'm sure as we're talking, I've, I've, a lot of the stuff I've said before, some of this I said before. So, you know, I know that I'm repeating myself <laughs> for, for those who have heard this before, but uh, yeah, so in the, in the beginning of this, so I'm one of the series creators as well as executive producer, and now I'm, a, you know, I'm a co-executive producer because I'm not involved in day-to-day anymore. Uh, it's, so the idea of um, the show itself, the concept it was very um, professionally expensive uh, to pitch this kind of topic. And it was, uh, you know, luckily I had, you know, most of my credits prior to this uh, were, you know, just very home renovation stuff. Um, You know, shiny floor productions, Rockettes, uh, you know, like rescue shows, things like that. Uh, And so I come from a very, I come from a television background trying to make a show about this topic as opposed to someone interested in the topic that wants to do TV and they're not at all the same. And people think that they are, um, but they're not. And so the the angle I took at this was that like, hey, listen, I know stories, I know television, I know a good good potential when I see it. Um, And people, you know, (laughs) luckily uh, people believed in that. And so I think that approach to this, as opposed to coming at it with this fantastical idea, this fantastical approach, it was very straightforward. Like we're making TV you know, the topic doesn't matter what it is. There's a formula for television. And so I think that was the approach. And I, I, you could see it now, you know, in season three, season four, the guys at Prometheus, you know, but the team at Prometheus, um, men and women at Prometheus, like they're killing it. Like they're doing such an incredible job with the show. So, you know, kudos to them on just keeping it going. Like they know what's going, they know what they're doing. And you don't want to you know mess with the perfection that they have going on. So, but the initial part of it was that, that TV angle, as opposed to the, other angle of like, Oh, it's something, it's an, it's something different. Um, mm. this was a very straightforward TV approach.
1: Right. Nathan, it's expensive keeping a uh, dragon in those, uh, black ball caps and five eleven tactical pants. That's not cheap, man. It's
2: not, not at yeah. all. Not at all.
5: Uh, 11 tactical pants. Like <laughs> really, did he talk about that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, this is just me. It's just me. Oh, me it's boys. just yeah. it's riffing. No, uh, well you may, you kind of alluded to this, that, um, You know, and in some ways, I would think that any show right now is a gamble. You know, when you're kind of pitching a show, like you said, not many shows make it to season four. It's uh, just getting the show past season one is often a real big challenge. So it's been a huge success. Congratulations on that. How has this show, um, I would echo what you said earlier, the show is hitting its stride, but how is the show itself kind of making its mark on other shows that might now be kind of entering the same space? Is, Is there kind of a knock on effect of Skinwalker Ranch?
5: Yes, there is. And so I will give you a little inside baseball and stuff. So, like you know, talking with networks, um, there's, uh, I'm sure, well, maybe you're not aware so Warner Brothers and Discovery merged. So that's Warner Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay. I don't even know what they go by.
2: Discover, they Brothers. It, <laughs> Discover Brothers. Discover <yeah. laughs> uh, Warner... Brothers. <laughs> maybe that, not. They like a title, though. That's why um, we're
1: paying them so much.
5: <laughs> yeah. So I, but the uh, the Warner Discovery, so the, the, the way that it works now, um, in our last conversation, like they're they're well aware that they did a show, um, you know, Blind Frog Ranch, which is a direct mm-hmm. ripoff of Skinwalker. And no, no disrespect, I mean it just it is right. like there's nobody's hiding anything. Right. Same um, formula, yeah. It's same formula, right? But it's also, you know, you can't touch the original, right? The original mm-hmm. is always the best. Um, in this case, everything will always be second second fiddle to that. In if you're looking for a longitudinal uh exploration of this anomalous topic. Skinwalker is now, you know, the, the, the bar, like the gold standard. Mm. Um, and with subsequent, you know, you know, maybe there's other avenues that that go that, that, travels in. Um, you know, it's like being,
1: Coke classic and new Coke. Are we in that situation?
5: Uh, no, I think, th- I think, but I think, I think knowing that, uh, you know, there's a huge audience here mm. and now that this is, ingrained as the place, you know, or, or as the, you know, the gold standard, they should, they could also be doing many others. Mm. Um, you know, it's, you have to think of it that way. Like there's, you're building a franchise, a fan, you know, it's, it's, they're, the network is really getting behind it now, um, which again, that doesn't happen anymore. That's uh, very rare. I mean, Pawn Stars is one of the last big ones that really got a network push uh, and that's still going on. I mean, what, like 650,000 episodes, you know, <laughs> it's like in, in every language on every continent uh, forever and ever. So I think that this, you're going to continue to see more of this, but I would be, I, I wouldn't think anyone else is going to do it as well.
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I think
5: that they're just going to keep coming back to us, like the teams here. So to keep doing more.
2: Nice. And so. um, if I could ask a follow-up on that too. So last time you were with us, you were talking a lot about kind of how, uh, media is changing and and this kind of what we're doing in some ways is a part of this new landscape of how entertainment is working. The The audience is becoming a lot more involved in the product and it, the lines between audience and product are getting a lot blurrier. So do you, do you see that happening with uh, the sort of the fan base of Skinwalker and then the kind of spinoff, I'm kind of reading from the lines here, but some of the spinoff products that might be down the line might involve more of uh, that kind of audience participation or um, or direct the, the content in some ways?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's I'm not going to lie, like conversations like that happen, uh, you know, as potential. And so again, through all the, when you talk to so many people over the years, it's no no one's a beautiful, unique snowflake. Every idea you have, there's people who are paid to sit in a room and think of that, right. and they have. Um, and there's no knock on any, anyone's idea. Like if, if there's something and it's like, okay, well, I have a water bottle here. Anything you can do around that water, there are people that are, they're 24 seven, that's what they think of.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, but yes, I'm seeing, You know, I, I said this long ago and it's unfortunate because I've seen this happen. Um, in, it's this community in particular, I'm a little, um, I don't know the right word here. I'm just not, uh, I, I'm seeing it kind of deteriorate to a point where you're becoming about people as opposed to a topic. Mm-hmm. And that is like, for lack of a better, it's the kiss of death for a community. Right? so right. you start to follow people instead of the, the, you know, instead of what it was like the idea, mm-hmm. um, and in this, in this, you know, there, okay, I should step back and say there are, uh, there's a great um, example of this, and it started in the Periscope community a few years back, hmm. where, uh, and I, I talked to a lot of the people that are in that community I had and looking for show ideas there, and some of them explained to me how, how dangerous this what's happening here how dangerous it is and how it's resulted in in that community when Periscope shut down and they moved to Twitter um, during a lot of that period there were they become what's like a quote-unquote drama community mm. where people start threatening each other people cross state lines and go after one another like you people get arrested they dox people mm. and that's the kind of toxic stuff that's happening here and so you're losing the idea of what was bringing the community together uh, and it's it's I mean it's this is not unique again this has happened this in this this happens when people get so close to something and they want to be a part of it. Hmm. Uh, and, and I understand that. And there's way, there's much better ways to be a part of something than chatter online. Like, you know, you can go and do things. And, and you know, it's, it's. I'm seeing that, the, that they're becoming the product they want to become the product, right? Because you're an expert and you read everything and you've watched every show and not just, you know, every show around these topics. Right? doesn't make you an expert. It makes you just another fan who wants to be a part of it. Um, unless you're doing something truly unique, which there's very few that are, but there are some, um, the fans are becoming the product. And I think, yeah, this is kind of what I've, I, mean, I've said this many times, like over the years, you know, it's, I just, I don't want to see that happen. It's happening. And, and hopefully, um, there's some, you know, hopefully some that, that can pull back a little bit. I don't, I don't see how to change it or how that happens, but right. I would love to see people stop trying to be the product and, uh, Understand it's it's, you know, yes. your only your fifteen megs of fame goes really quickly these days. Yes,
2: uh, nice. great insight. Yeah, I love that, uh, Deb. I'm gonna pass it off to you.
5: Yeah, I was
4: just having a flash of the real world UFO style when you were saying <laughs> that. I'm just saying it's a possible show, but okay. I'd,
5: I'd be I'd be I'd be lying if I said it hasn't been talked about. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, it's, it's like okay, you see if if you see a community like this developing. First thing you do is look at every show, any idea that's been pitched <clears throat> that has developed around a community. Okay. And then on that, what's the subculture of that community? Does it become competition? Does it become infighting? Where, where is it what is the the tent pole, if you will, uh, to, to structure show around? Mm-hmm. And um, it's been t- I mean, these things are all these all come up. So, well,
4: I, I'm ready to throw a question at you. You ready for it? Okay, so since last time we spoke, we found out something very special about Mr. Travis Taylor, that he was part of the UAP task force, mm-hmm. and I was wondering what your response and reaction when you found that out
5: was. Like, um, how did you feel about that? I was super happy. <laughs> I gotta say, I was extremely happy. I I understand the there was a part of like shock, and you know, almost like, oh, I I, I should have known that. Um, but at the same time, I shouldn't have known that. Nobody should have known that. And I, I'm glad, and this is, again, th- this goes back to the, there's there are protocols for things. There are secrets for a reason. Not everyone deserves to know everything. And it's unfortunate, but you know, there's people, there's reasons why. Um, and you see what's happening. Like as soon as a little piece of information like that gets out, boom, the theories and, and the nonsense distracts from the actual message. So you lose the signal in all the noise of, Everyone's feelings and thoughts about it happening. Uh, I was super proud of that fact that it happened. I was like, this is amazing. This adds a a level of credibility to it. The guy that the United States government, whether you like it or not, doesn't matter. Um, The guy that they go to is the star of our show. (laughs) Huge. That's like, full stop. Like, that's it. Like, no matter what your thoughts are on who's in power, whatever. whatever. No, we are arguably, I mean, they can't even say arguably, right? Well, maybe I guess you can. We are the greatest <laughs> superpower in the, in the world, right? Um, with, as far as we know, the most advanced uh, space plan or you know space program, um, and the guy that those people, when they have questions, kind of lean on, just happens to be a guy out at you know start on our show. I mean, you can't ask for a better, a better pedigree. Uh, so I was very excited about that, and uh, you know, there's a moment of oh shoot, you feel like wow, you're left out of the, you know, you're, you're left out of the conversations at times because of every company and every business that happens, right? You can't be a part of every conversation unless you're the guy at the top or, you know, the person at the top. Um, and so when that happens, you're like, Ooh, it's almost that, but that's only, that's your ego. (laughs) That's just a little bit of pride tingle. And you're like, Oh, well, you know what, but it's probably for the better. Like I didn't, I wasn't in a need to know basis. Hey, great. And, uh, I'm very excited about it. And I can't wait to see how much, you know, more of that kind of uh, develops and where that goes but that's a great thank you uh, yeah i love that question um that's uh i'm very I, proud of that fact that he's part of i'd
1: it. go as far as to say you should even put air conditioning in his trailer and maybe even in, increase the size of that big screen that he has in 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 the the bedroom quarters
5: And should, so. should we only give him the green m&ms now take out the red ones or what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes
1: yes and i think you should ensure <laughs> as quality control and producer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's pass it over to UAV experiencer, stuff.
3: Hi, yeah. TJ. It's, Hello. it's great to see you. I I've seen you among the Twitter spaces. So, you know, finally here we are. And, uh, of course I'll have an experiencer related question. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, and I'm, I'm just posing this as a question. If, if it's not, it's not, um, you know, <laughs> like, a Sorry, I don't know why I'm even nervous right now. This is so You're funny. Exactly, exactly. My apologies. My my apologies. Oh, so okay, collect, collect. Um, oh. It's just it's just really cool to to chat with you, and um, I appreciate what you guys are doing for our community. And that's probably why I've got the nerves. So here's the question: <laughs> How would you feel about the idea of conducting an experiencer-related, uh, like a data-driven analysis? among experiencers using similar equipment that Eric and Travis use just to see if there's some sort of way that you can intercept information from actual people. I mean, I've I've heard that there's these implants that do promote these RF frequencies. I do not know if that is true or not. I would like to see it for myself as a realist. So what would you think about that?
5: I would love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. I It has been tr- for the last... There's members in the community, I do, you know, that I talk to, uh, and I give, I, I do those Twitter Spaces, and just like with this, I am open to yeah. hear. I want to hear from everybody I can. Um, I'm not here to pass judgment on anyone. Everyone has their. Who are you to say that what does or doesn't happen to somebody? Um, right. And so when right. I hear this, I've, I've, I've been working with a couple of people. Well, one in particular, um, that I really think there's something there. That there's a there there, and I've been pitching this show. Uh, it's been over mm-hmm. a year. Um, and I mean, there's a few. There's there's one that I really feel like, and I, I want to call it out, but at the same time, I don't because I, I feel like, sure. you know, I don't want to put them on the spot. Um, but uh, you know, you if you follow me on on Twitter, you see who I interact with. You see who who I know in that community, that experience community. And mm-hmm. um, I I think that's a great idea. I would love to do that. Uh, and uh, again, this is aside from Skinwalker. I mean, this may you know doesn't have to be associated with that. Um, I you know thrown that throwing that out there. Uh, Absolutely. maybe not maybe where where it's going, right, you know right now., um, but uh, I think it's a, it's its own show. I don't think that that needs to piggyback on something else. I think there's a, it's enough of a topic to be examined that it can it can it can stand on its own. Um, the problem, you know again, the problem that we keep running into uh, is distribution. So and this is where you're seeing, um that's why this is where you know, fingers crossed. That's why this is such a huge success with Skinwalker getting a fourth season. Uh, Mm -hmm. because the market segmentation with so many outlets for content um, you can't get an audience anymore you know Mm -hmm. you go back 10 years you know number one show is getting 12 14 million you know we're getting just under two a little over two on a season finale and you're number one like so the Mm -hmm. think of that monetarily it's like okay well what advertiser is going to try to you know pay what they did that 10 years ago for you know a tenth of the viewers or not even so it's a I getting distribution for a show like that. It's like, okay, where's the audience um, that you, right. and I can't, I, I gotta, I gotta say this. So I went to, I, I had a recent experience where I had some younger people that I interacted with like 18, you know, 20 somethings that were actually fans of the show. And I was kind of shocked, like, okay, where are you watching it? And it's like, oh, my parents watch it. And so they start watching with the parents. So the average age of a cable viewer right now, it's, I want to say it was it's either 62 or 59. It's like 62 wow. year old women or 59 year old women is the average cable viewer. Um, wow. and, and so that knowing that it's like, okay, so you have to appeal to that audience, but there's not a lot of them in comparatively, right. That are watching television. Sure. Um, and so that show, like you're talking about an or show with the scientific approach would be amazing. It's just who's the audience and how do you reach that audience? Um, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I make television, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, Unfortunately, it's a business, but at the same time, it is a business and you have to approach it that way. Of I don't course. think, I think it could survive um, if it found the right outlet. And I, mm-hmm. I always encourage, I probably love what you guys were doing. Like, I think this is a great way to do it. Stay away from the, the drama stuff. Focus right. on the people that are doing things and that are, um, that have contributions, that they're making contributions and not the cult of personality stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You'll find like, this is, these are the outlets and fast forward five more years. I think it's something like this that does that show. Um, The prosumer technology is out there um, to, you know, and it's not ridiculously expensive like it once was. You don't need someone with deep pockets like Brandon um, to provide some of that equipment. It's Mm -hmm. uh, it's there. And so just approaching it in a real transparent, you know, way um, would be huge. But I think that's great. I would love to see that happen. And I have been trying to do something like that amongst other projects. But yeah, I think that's a great idea.
3: Wonderful. And it's great that you've had this time to actually produce some analytics from the shows that you've already produced. So, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm going to continue collecting information from experiencers. So when that time comes, I'll hopefully have some sort of a, you know,
5: a, be a, better if a, like a you, decent like, amount of
3: people. Telling, yeah. It's like,
5: hard you to. the face of it, like that's what it oh, takes, like, somebody oh. like, you, like spearheading it and saying, I'm doing this, like, doesn't matter sure. I'm not doing it for anything other reason than to be the one that's doing it. And right. I think it just takes that one person.
3: It took some courage to do, let me tell you. It, it took a while for me to get on my face on camera. I was I was really uh, anxious about it, to be honest. And, you know, my family has spoken about it amongst ourselves throughout the years, but it was just something behind the scenes. It was never this. So it's, it's really neat to have um, three of us that are here that can actually tell what happened. Uh, we did come from an aerospace background, so we do have that behind us as well. But, uh, yeah, I thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to take that as a compliment. So oh, here really.
0: here,
5: we,
1: here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. TJ, it, it took me a long time to get my face on camera, too, and for very <laughs> obvious reasons. Okay.
5: Um, well, I don't but, understand <laughs> it. I think you look really I'm very jealous of the sunglasses all the time. I'm like, I could do that in every meeting because then you can't see what, where you're looking yeah. at the screen. Pro exactly. Tip. Yeah. There's, there's,
1: <laughs> this is very purposeful. <laughs> um, it's, it's not an accident. Um, so, this is a rumor, TJ, and and, and this is a rumor that's out there. Is it true that you used elk meat to try to lure Sasquatch onto the ranch to make a walkthrough uh, just so that he would be on camera? Is there any truth to that rumor? <laughs> no. You uh, didn't do no. that.
5: Okay. No, 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 I, I didn't. Okay. Um,
1: All right, let me get on to my real question then.
5: I've heard the. Yeah. No, go ahead, please.
1: <laughs> You're not beyond doing that, though. I it, let's, let's it's fair to say that if you thought you could lure him on camera, you would you would do it.
5: I have so many bigfoot stories I could go into of people that I talked to that. Oh uh, my! Amazing. amazing! My
1: God, uh, Nathan turned me on to that Sasquatch Chronicles uh, program on uh, YouTube and and podcast. This gentleman has he's closing in on 900 episodes of first person encounters with Sasquatch that absolutely floored me i didn't even know that this existed
5: yeah i i always go back to get just get me one just get (laughs) one
1: we gotta get him on camera
5: yeah (laughs) okay um, yes yeah please ask your question though please i don't want to do really (laughs) no
1: not not at all um uh it's a great it's like a whole show we we could do on on sasquatch fascinating topic and we we Mm -hmm. actually have a couple shows live for those of you who out there we do have two guests lined up Uh, about Sasquatch, one of them uh, being the uh, former Texas uh, detective turned Bigfoot researcher uh, Rick Taylor uh, has agreed to come on. I think we're going to have him November 9th. He had some pretty profound experiences, some of the most profound I've heard. Um, TJ, so I want to get a little bit to some of the meat and potatoes of the show uh, and particularly the, the drilling aspect and I'm thinking that you as a executive producer, when that was happening in real time, and you're reading the dailies, um, and you're finding out that they're drilling into the side of the mesa, and they're have, and, and all of a sudden the, the drill is sort of uh, taking an angle as if there's something blocking it, and it and it has to go at an angle, and then they're able to pull out those. Um, I guess we would call them—I I, I don't think precious metals, but uh, metals that are that are not common in compounds that had to have been uh, forged in, in like a certain way. Out of place way. materials. Yeah. What? What? Say that again.
5: Out of place materials.
1: Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to know what. What is that? One of the most compelling things. What was your reaction yeah. when, when you read the dailies on that one?
5: I can't. So, I, I, I wish that were the case, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that it was, uh, the, both of those that it was it happened by reading dailies and also happened to be my most compelling, the most compelling evidence. Like I got, uh, what I'm was gonna get it my, then? I've seen so many, there's listen,
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> things he can't tell us.
5: <laughs> there's so many things over the last five years that w- were the most compelling mm. that I, I feel like we'll come, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, it's like anything it's it's everything's timing um i'm i'm always fascinated when i hear stuff like that when i when i read about that when i know that you know like yeah you're hitting something like i, I you know your everyone's mind goes crazy but at the same time you're like okay how do you explain it away um without going to the fantastical group? you know without going to the you know the therefore aliens um and uh yeah it's always a challenge but it there's so much compelling stuff, man. There's just so much compelling evidence that, you know, and I, I don't ever claim anything. I've never come out and said anything is anything. It's just data. And it is, you know, and like anything, it's te- like anything on television, it's a product. You're watching, you're, you're, if it wasn't entertaining, if it wasn't suspenseful, if it wasn't like a trying to grab your attention to keep your attention, um, then it wouldn't be doing well. And so that's the catch-22, right? You want to reveal everything, you and you will. Things come; they you will get there. But in doing so, it's like okay, you do that, and now what? Okay, show's over, and then you then you lose out on that part of it because people. Th- I feel like this show, after pitching this and it getting its you know planting its flag, um, I feel like this has kind of set, it kind of lit the wick of all of the the everything we're seeing in news, everything we're seeing on you know in TV all of these people will the it. work it. This is really Skinwalker was the spearhead of this. So it was great to know, like the risk that we took in the beginning to pitch this really paid off, um, that this was the, the, you know, the, it, it was as big as we thought it was going to be. And, and Brandon being the most confident of it always was just like, I just want total market domination. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> should, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> market domination. And that's and, yeah. and here Got we it. are, we're getting, we're getting to that point, And he's very, you know, very open about that stuff. Um, but it's I, I I kind of when I uh when you see people take credit for stuff or try to claim like I started this, I started that. I'm like, okay, you know, like that's really funny. Like Brandon had the the means and the forethought to kind of do what he's doing, and then in tracking him down, it's like what you're doing, a lot of people want to see. You know, that initial, my, all my initial calls to him, three in the morning, you know, whatever, all these calls were like trying to convince him that um, there are so many people that want to go on this journey with you, but don't have the resources to do it. And so you're acting as an avatar for them. You are, people are just gonna live vicariously through you and you're, you have the ability to take them on a journey that they would never otherwise experience. Um, they just read the aftermath of it. You know, you're giving them a week by week Listen, I wish we could be filming all year round, Um, but, you know, weather, budgets, things like that, like you just can't. um... Screen Actors Guild.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well,
5: no, no, no. We're we're not touching that. Um, (laughs) Don't summon them, DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Non-use. Unscripted. We are unscripted. Um, Okay. But, you know, knowing all this, like, I I love that it's kind of set, set things off. And I wish there were, I can't wait for more of the quote unquote compelling evidence to be shown. Um, but when I see that it's, it's hard not to get excited about these things, but again, you don't want to jump to, to conclusions. You know, there's, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. And a lot of them have to do with just kind of ma- trying to maintain objectivity throughout the whole thing. Um, because yes, you bring, you immediately want to be like, oh my God, it's this, oh my gosh, this. And you start saying those things and you get into, you know, yourself in trouble. So hey, it, it,
1: TJ, I just want to say as, as a guy who comes from an aerospace background, I found it quite compelling what I saw this year with the helicopter with the radar altimeter with the one point uh, one point uh, gigahertz frequency that it was broadcasting uh, with uh, what we were just talking about that we're finding exotic compounds of metals inside the mesa is quite uh, is quite strange uh, that you would find that so uh, like you said it's not necessarily indicative of like you said of aliens but I I think there's been quite compelling evidence, which is why I was texting you a lot. It and, yeah, wasn't I, for the theatrical aspect of it; it was for the actual what they discovered and mm-hmm. and the strides that they made.
5: Yeah, and I think it's great. I, I mean, those guys—they're you know Eric Bard, awesome. You know Eric, and he's—they're super open about it. Eric's less. Uh, I mean, no, both Eric and Travis are pretty. They're pretty outspoken. Like they say, they they kind of talk. <laughs> there's no, you know. The 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 they keep what they keep what they have to under wraps. Um, but for the most part, they'll they're not trying to. There's no major revelations they're hiding. You know, no one's talking to aliens. No one's doing. You know, there's no super secretive whatever going on. Um, you know, so they. Uh, I mean, they're they're yes, there is super secretive stuff going on, but not in that way. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> uh, well, listen, no, no, no. That's just like anything, right? That's from a non-disclosure agreement on production side you know that's a completely different thing so you know when people say oh one you know I, I kind of go off on these little little sidetrack things here and um, with that this this idea of keeping the secrets right because I feel like this is talked about a lot um, there's <clears throat> there are um, talking heads people who claim that they have non-disclosures and they can't reveal things and I've always called BS on all of it I've, I've never heard anyone give me a good reason um, then there's someone like me who has a non-disclosure, non-disclosure agreements and like the crew and the cast um, who have very good reasons for that. And theirs are because if I talk, I, I no longer get paid. If I talk, I can be sued um, from a show. It has nothing to do with some figurative government non-agency that nobody knows of or some men in black coming to my house. The reality is this is a, my livelihood. My family lies on this. I rely on this. This is not something that I'm willing to risk by saying things or, you know, speaking out of school, uh, you TJ...
1: Does that explain what happened to the cow? Did the cow have an NDA? Mm-hmm. She viol- And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, all Oh, there's so many
5: jokes there that I can't touch right I'm now. All right. <laughs> all, right. all right, let me. <laughs> so I, I just wanted... There's so many memes that go with that. Yes, yes, the cow knew. <laughs> the, the, cow, it's been... the cow has evidence that it was going to put someone in prison, and then the cow died.
1: I knew That's it. it. <laughs> I knew that, Nathan, and I think you done. and I, we may have even talked about this on private. But yeah. uh, there's a lot of good questions in the chat. So, uh, oh, Deb and, absolutely. uh, can pick out, uh, ones that, that, uh, she wants to put up there and, uh, money, Nathan, go ahead, sir.
2: Yeah. I want to come back to something that you mentioned on uh, the show last time you were with us and it was about a question I'd asked you about kind of what you think might be going on. And your response to that was really intriguing. and It's something that I've kind of, it stuck with me. Um, you said something to the effect that it's, it's kind of calibrating our ability to, to understand it, that it's, uh. It's uh, influencing us in ways to better understand whatever it actually is, and and I, I've noticed this on the show too. Just and this is partly just the way that productions work that you're doing these certain experiments that you really intended to do. You do them, you reflect on whether they were successful or not, and then you refine them. You revisit some of them. You you don't go back to some of the others. And so in many ways, the season it, it raises these you know interesting. Questions of, of lines of inquiry, and then the follow-on season tries to pursue some of those lines of inquiry, and hopefully you get better and better information. So I want to come back back to this idea, though. Is it? Uh, do you think that we're on the trail of of, of genuine discovery uh, in, in terms of like how it's going to shape our understanding of you know reality or or just the, the ranch itself, uh, or are you seeing kind of a I, I want, I can't think of a good phrase for it, like a creative impact where, you know, you people just start riffing off of each other and just, you know, it's like, it's just like a mad scientist laboratory where we're just kind of throwing all kinds <laughs> of things out there, you know?
5: Um, okay. So the, how can I answer this? So I think the, I don't think it's a mad scientist, but I, I understand what you're saying, the creativity building. And that's definitely, that's definitely happening. Um, and I'm not even privy to all of those. I'm not even in those brainstorming sessions or anything like that. Like I, no idea, um, but it, I mean, I know that it, that happens. Um, when I say like um, the best way to describe the, what right now, the, what I'm seeing, what I'm understanding. Um, so there's like a, a few schools of thought, right? That I think are the main narratives that people just dis- bring up when they discuss this topic. Um, you know, nuts and bolts things from another world flying a really far distance, traveling far distance and getting here. Um, interdimensional is something that people talk about, and then there's the, like, kind of, they were here way before us, right? So those are, it, and I, am not very well versed in the world of, of this, like the, the, the UFO legends and lore, um, you know, I, I, know bits and pieces and just from research and talking with people about other locations and other, you know, theories and things like that, but I don't really have a lot of the historical, you know, stories, um, because that's all they are for the most part stories, um. But what I see happening, and it's, it may not, Hmm. I'm trying to think of the best words to say it, it, where it's not like you're giving something away, but it's also like not a cop-out answer. But the Hmm. answer is that revealing itself doesn't necessarily mean it's a, a thing, an entity or some kind of intelligence revealing itself. So Hmm. if you look at it, like this is so far, if you distilled everything that's happening on the ranch down to like last season, um, we had centers that were picking up atmospheric anomalies, right? I mean, that, It boils it down to there's atmospheric anomalies happening at a certain altitude above the ranch that are repeatable that can study that we can study and they produce all kinds of effects um those atmospheric anomalies whether they have always been there or not um we wouldn't know if they had never been studied before in this way Mm -hmm. so if if nothing else ever comes out of this we go 50 seasons you know nothing comes out of it other than hey we now know that a mile up there's a different form of radiation or something happening mm. that we've never studied before. That's a win, that pushes things forward, that can be applied, that's real science that can be applied and used in other contexts. Right. So the um, the revealing itself, I think it's just going into this, I knew that the answers are here it's the listening devices and the measuring devices aren't yet, mm-hmm. and I think that the refining of these, these, the technology and finding out what works, what doesn't, which ones can you put together, which ones do you need uh, to, to you know, no longer use, which ones are hokey, which ones are real. Um, once that toolkit gets kind of whittled down to like real, like you know what the, the goes in that toolbox, I think what you were saying about the revealing, so to speak, mm-hmm. will happen even quicker. Um, and I know that these guys are so smart. I mean, there's, you know, with Travis and, and Eric, they're, they're getting to that point where I think you're gonna see things, you're gonna see like quantum leap, like bigger jumps mm. um, as we're going forward. Uh, because you're getting rid of what doesn't work is just as important as finding out what works. That's right. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm trying not to make it a cop out answer, but I'm trying to like give you, you know, my, my, my true thoughts on on what it is without kind of, you know, I can't speak for other people. Um, what, sure. they're, what they're thinking or what their intentions are, but
2: well, it's nice to see that in that refinement process, you're getting better information, right? That that, that tells me that you're on a, on the track of discovery, right? It'd be mm-hmm. one thing if you were refining your methods and just still getting junk, but it seems like every season is you're getting better reveals, basically.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, That's again, you got you have I don't know the the government guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, You know that you have the guy guiding this so you know I always think like I know he knows more than he's letting on like right. there's always that you know I mean he's just being real real about it right it, yeah. not everyone just sits there and just you know runs their mouths all the time um so but I there's a method behind all of these there's got to be you know not just for television because he's right. <laughs> there's more to it than that mm-hmm. so nice.
1: But before I pass it to Deb, I just I kind of want to get your reaction. And this is tangential to what Nathan just uh, the question that he asked. Uh, And so this is more like a declaration. Get your reaction to it. But I I don't know that that the ranch and this is also kind of fits with how you answered him. I'm not certain that 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 the force that's at work here that you can't. and, And this leads to you going another 10 seasons. Because I don't, I don't know that it can be revealed by scientific method as to its origin. I don't know that the forces at work there will allow it to get to to a station in which it's revealed what that force is, and that if science even has a way to reveal what that is.
5: Yeah, I mean, it goes to that spookiness, right? The spooky factor, the you know, the the quantum spookiness. And I think um, there's there's something there that you just can't an answer on and, and you know i think it was even even the idea of the contagion right But they were someone was calling spooky pox which i think is brilliant i think it's a, a super smart way if you know it sounds yes. kind of like it yes. sounds comical but it's not it's like there's an actual backing into a science like a a science-like definition where it has been used in in descriptions for you know s- For theories, for scientific theories, like, I mean, just hearing the fact that, you know, Einstein uses this, like a spooky quantum mechanics or whatever he had called it. It's like, okay, well, it's in that realm now. So if you, if you use the, if you break down the word spooky and use that to define that as something that you can't explain yet. Unexplained. Um, Yeah. Something unexplained, not saying, oh, spooky is like, you know, ha ha spooky or ghost like spooky. No, we can't explain it yet. It's just, we're not there. And and you know, the quantum entanglement, that's still spooky, right? That's still, it's for all we know, it's magic. I mean, it's, you know, again, quote unquote magic, Um, you know, and so to, to hear that it's, there's, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you get to that, right? How do you bridge that? We still haven't done it. Like, how do you bridge from that science to this unknown thing with, you know, without just therefore aliens, right? Or therefore magic. How do you get there? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, but that's a great way to look at it. Like what you're saying, you know, it's, man, it's, it's so frustrating. It really is. And it's, and I feel the frustration of everyone else in the community. It's fun. You know, it's it is fun. It is it's fun. It is It is fun. Um, there's a serious component to it though. You know, it's, yeah. there's, there's things that happen. Um, yeah. again, they're spooky. You know, I, yeah. I, if you want to call that, I, I don't even know. It like the, the, the just, it loses its word. You lose words to kind of describe these things. So
1: Deb, it's spooky.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about UFO University and all the different topics we'd have to cover, including right. quantum physics and anthropology and science and religion, you know, and so on and so forth. But um so the there last
5: dictionary for these things. <laughs> a yeah. legit dictionary that mm-hmm. doesn't go into the world of, you know, woo. Like I,
4: I can I can see us having a professor, Nathan.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, I can just see it. Much needed. Instructor DJ, Mm -hmm. I can see it.
2: Okay, (laughs) I just
5: figured DJ would come in and have an 80s movie with a boom box you put on the table, play
2: classes in session, right?
4: Some 80s flashback just went through my head. Okay, um, TJ, last time you were on our show, you were very gracious in explaining about your experiences, which I later spoke to you about because I found out there was a term for it called Frey Effect which seems to be connected to hearing um, sounds after maybe exposure to perhaps electromagnetic radiation. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just wondering, rather than have you rehash that, I was wondering if other people have come to you since the last time we've spoken, since you were sharing that information, if you've had other people come to you with similar experiences.
5: Yes, not exactly my experience, um, but yes, people with hearing, hearing things, um, I've got, I, I, people reach out to me pretty often. Um, well they did right after that. I remember, uh, not, not as much right now, not as frequently, but I still get people that talk about the hearing, you know, someone will like catch our old podcast or hear me discussing that. And then they'll reach out to me like, oh yes, I've had this happen, um, as well. And, and, you know, that's, that's one of those, like when it had first happened, you know, you, your reactions are always like, you know. Oh my God! This story, everything's true. You know, it's like it's all true. And then you start once you get past that initial, you know, why am I hearing things, uh, and start looking into it. You know, there's there's a lot of there, a lot of it's explainable. Um, I mean, in my case, I believe it was explainable. Uh, but you know, when you're going through it, and it's not, <laughs> um, when you keep hearing things in your head, like you know, I kept saying I hear music, and I, when I describe it to people, I would always say it's old timey music, whatever that means. You know, like you know, I picture like an 1800s, you know, bar with a spittoon on the floor and somebody playing a piano and there's someone with an accord. That's what I'm hearing in my head, right? Um, Deadwood. <laughs> what's that? Deadwood from HBO. The stuff that I'm hearing and then thinking like, okay, so if you, if you, if your ears ring a lot, uh, you'll kind of put a pattern to it. You'll kind of put something to that. And I think that's what was happening. Just like, you know, you look at a cloud and you see a face, Mm -hmm. um, it's pareidolia. And so it's the same, you know, there was an audio pareidolia. There was a, you know, there's, there's other ways to explain it. And I think that was most likely what, um, you know, what was happening, or at least that's what I keep telling myself. So, (laughs) uh, I'm going with that. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, but there's people have talked to me about it and I hadn't had anyone describe it as old timey music, (laughs) but I have had people tell me that they'll hear other things like swishing and, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of any of the really interesting. No, that was not I don't I don't have anyone where some you know any examples of someone giving me something that was just like what <laughs> I don't have any of those, but I, I just had a lot of people saying that they were having audio hallucinations as well. Um, that I can remember. But yeah, I wish I had a much better answer for you than that.
4: <laughs> well, I'm good. just very interested in that aspect, the the medical aspect. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
5: Sure. Steps.
3: Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, it's an it's a trend among experiencers. It's auditory illusion, and uh, you know, it's the music is interesting for me to hear. That's that's definitely a first. But I've heard of buzzing, uh, clicking. Some people believe it's some sort of a binary type code that they're receiving as a download. So you know, you're you're among. Hmm like, like like-minded individuals that, you know, have also experienced it and all of our heads are on straight. So we're, we're, you know, we're here, we're, we're on earth still, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a trend. So, and that actually um, goes into my question, which since the, as the show's developing and you guys are going on to new seasons, since the ranch has uh, experienced people, uh, visitors, your, your, your crew have had these adverse reactions and such. Has have you amped up the uh, safety protocol as far as what you know you're you're wearing is to produ- to measure you know the radiation that's being produced? Is is there anything that you guys are doing to amp up as the show
5: progresses? So I'm, I'm not going to be able to speak to any specifics on that, sure. but I can tell you like you'll see as the show goes on. Um, mm-hmm. But following any rules, any any production protocols, yes, that has all been. Uh, follow the COVID protocols. There's all kinds of, of, of you know safety protocols now, even more so than there was when we started um, just because of uh, COVID. And, you know, anytime something like that happens, um, you know, there are new regulations that could put into place because, you know, well, then someone can get certified in that and then they can be right. <laughs> forced to be on your crew and then to make sure that you're complying. And so, yes, there's money to be made there. So, of course, there's more regulations. Um, right. yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to speak to any specifics. Um, you just have to watch and Find out as a reveal. Oh, uh, darn.
4: Right on. Okay. we Will do.
5: <laughs> just keep in mind, yes, like everyone's very well aware and there's, you know. Sure. No one's first rodeo. Right. So. There's
3: liabilities involved. You, yeah. You, you have to protect the crew and, of course, guests and all of that. So, yeah, just kind of curious as to what you guys are using to measure that. So, very cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: TJ, I'm going to uh, make a comment about the spiral pictographed that uh, John Dover spoke about uh, and how that uh, indicates a portal in Native American culture to star people and so forth. And then the gentleman who came and read some of the uh, pictographs that were uh, on those petroglyphs out there um, said that, that the snakes also are guardians of the, the portal, which is really very interesting because it does lead into the larger phenomenon as we sort of focused on on this show so i'll ask you is the ranch sort of a living metaphor for the entirety of the phenomenon itself in your opinion man
5: that's such a great question um so okay There's so many, there's, there's so many potential answers to that. Like so many theories I could go into, um,
1: give me the best one
5: before I I say anything, (laughs) I just read, I just read this and it was an older article that I had come across today, um, about the portal. They're calling it a quote unquote portal between the earth and the sun, the magnetic portal. And for people who think this is nonsense, just go and Google portal between earth and sun that stays open for like eight minutes. I think it is. It fluctuates. Um, Hmm. And, and this has been just kind of recently discovered. And I don't know if it's portal of like instantaneous tr- data transfer, you know, anything like that, but it's a, they're defining it as a portal because it's, uh, it's almost like where the solar winds are able to kind of go uh, unabated from the sun to the earth. Um, and I think that the, there's just so many perfect uh, uh, geographic, Anomalies at that place, at that ranch. Like there's just so many. I'd be surprised if it wasn't, (laughs) if it wasn't a portal, if it wasn't. um, And when you say portal, use it loosely, right? I mean, it's in my, the way I'm defining portal is it's a place where they're, um, where you have some kind of anomalous magnetic ionization, whatever insert science term here, thing converging and happening that doesn't happen everywhere else. I guess that was how I would define portal. I don't know, again, of like opening gates to other dimensions. I don't know anything about any of that. Like, I can't say that is. But if you're in tune with something that was able to be measured in the past, but we no longer know how to measure it, and we're getting closer to learning how to measure it, then, that yeah, that would make sense that Skinwalker, amongst other places, is is that portal, is a space for that. Um, Because you're picking up things that are happening there that don't happen everywhere else. So, I mean, if, if that's how I can define portal in a way that, you know, kind of keeps it in the realm away from the woo, but also in a way that is, makes sense and fits, and, and it fits all of the logic and fits all of the theories that people have. What we're measuring, who knows, but it's a portal of something. I mean, if portal is a convergence of things happening that we have not been able to measure yet. Um, yeah. And it is, it's just, it's, I don't know, going there was, you know, awesome, great experiences every time. Loved going up there, but I'll never go again. I'm all good. I'm all set to go. Um, maybe it's just I don't react well with with this. You know, I, okay. When pitching this, the networks did not like the word portal. They didn't like the word vortex. They didn't like any of that. We, we had to cut it out of all of our all of our pitch stuff. Um, there, any of the documents, any of the any of the the the, the, the uh, presentation reels, anything that we shot, we couldn't use those words. Um, and now to hear you guys saying it, it's like, we knew that it was going to be the accepted term portal, but you didn't hear that on TV other than like shows where people- Dr. Taylor. Be- yeah. No, no, Dr. no. Dr. Taylor Tyler, said it. No, prior. I'm talking about prior to the show. I'm oh, yeah. Prior oh, to the prior to, the to Yeah. Like you didn't hear the word portal used without like portal, <laughs> like a giggle, right? And that was what the network's in- interpretation of that was. Like you can't use those terms. And now it's been normalized but I don't think it's been defined. And that's the problem where people still put that teehee, you know, that like laugh about it in their head, but find a way to define it in a way that makes sense in, 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 in a way that can evolve to like, oh yeah, I'm not saying that all of a sudden someone's just gonna appear here. No, it's a, it, you know, right now we're calling this, this is a portal Oh, that, that can change. That can be defined as something else. Um, once we figure out, oh, you know what? That portal is really insert scientific term here. Now let's figure out what these other things we're measuring are that this is now, this is what we're calling a portal. Well, okay. Let's get to, let's figure what that is. Um, but I, I think there's something, it's something's happening out there that we just, you know, we'll get to, it. we'll get to the bottom of it. Give us enough time. We'll get to the bottom of it. So. The
1: closest accepted term was Porto potty and those go all the way back to Woodstock. Oh and, man. And that would tra- You would transform into a dimension where you can go to the bathroom, which very helpful when you're a crowd of 450,000.
5: I was there. I got Woodstock sickness. Oh, no. Yes, I was there. I was a video game designer for Ubisoft at the time in 99. Mm. And I was in New York Uh, City.
1: What? Sorry, TJ. You were not there. There's only one, and it was in 69. Don't talk about that 99 stuff, my fellow New Yorker. Nathan, take it away. My goodness.
5: When you talk about when you when you, when you bring up Porto potties in Woodstock, you can't not yeah. talk about '99. Yeah,
2: it was very it was a very real experience for him, DJ. Yeah, yeah.
5: very 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 trouble. real. I'm sorry, I, man.
1: I'm sorry, TJ. I don't mean to take that away. from
5: you. Probably. No, no. Listen, I, 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 it's one of the things that you wish you never did. Like if I if I could go back to, uh, I could. <laughs> no, no, you know what? That's
2: just... Moving on. It wasn't the number one Woodstock. It was the number two. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Nathan, what a great metaphor you just said
5: <laughs> in so many ways. It works on so many levels, like football to the groin. It works on so many levels. It's incredible.
1: I just it's want to incredible. say, granola was discovered at the first Woodstock in '69. That's a story unto itself. I'll tell you on private net, TJ. Go ahead, Nathan.
2: Jeez, oh, incredible. All right, so I'll, I'll take a slightly more serious turn from from here. uh So you may be familiar recently. um Uh, Bryce Zabel, who uh, produced uh, Dark Skies many, many years ago, he and Ross Coulthard have a a podcast they do together, and they're doing like some video stuff as well. And and they were kind of recounting a situation that Bryce experienced or some of his, uh, I don't know if their producer's experience, but they had someone that arrived uh, to a pre-show party or something, and started talking to them about how they had already seen the first episode of the show, and know to bryce this was a little bit strange because nobody had really seen it the pilot yet and this person had sort of talked about all this kind of stuff it was a mysterious person let's put it that way um and then we've also heard a lot of talk about how uh, the government has uh at least a little bit of relationship with hollywood right because of the way that uh you know some some movies you know are shot on on scene and certain government facilities or they might loan some government equipment uh, has that, has anyone from the government ever, uh, connected with Skinwalker Ranch? I'm not talking about Travis Taylor, but has anyone consulted on the show or, or approached the show about a consultation? Or have you heard of anyone not on this show, but other shows where they've had that kind of interaction with uh, a government, uh, individual?
5: Can you tell me the first part of that story? Did you, you said, somebody yeah. did an episode released. Yes.
1: Prior Nathan, to- Nathan. You want me to get this out real, real quick? Sure, go for it. it ba- basically, they were having I, I, they were having he, a party. He, he
5: told the people? So yeah. Told. Okay,
1: Bri- uh, Bryce Zabel's Zabel is a producer like yourself, and they're having a party, and they had not released the show yet. And a government individual turned up at the uh, at the like I, they were having like a, a pre-release party or end of the shoot, a wrap party, mm-hmm. and uh, this guy turns up and says, "Oh yeah, I really like what you guys did," and he's like, "Well." <laughs> How did you see it we haven't you know we haven't shown anything to the public yet and then he goes about and on a napkin and he starts sketching out the secrets of the universe or, or, or a piece of paper and absolutely blew the minds of uh, Bryce Abel and the other uh, his partner in the in the production so uh, I can send you that episode so you can hear it but it's 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 fascinating
5: so that's not
1: oh. so have you had that that sort of intervention in your, in your production. Or
2: something similarly weird like that, yeah, right?
5: Yeah. 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 I ha- yes, we have. Um, that's that I, I'm familiar with that almost exact scenario. Um, that's why I've never heard, I've never heard anybody say that to me before because I've had that happen. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know government though. See, that's,
2: and that was a little bit shade they weren't quite sure about that either but it was someone that seemed to have knowledge of their production who otherwise shouldn't have had that knowledge yeah
5: that uh, would be the, I, I i've had that happen um, to the point where yeah like it's caused problems there's been problems caused from from that exact thing about around this topic um that that halted a project at one point um to cause problems on, on, on others. I can't, I, yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is um, or how, uh, but it's, it's it's happened. And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that that has happened to um, my my theories. It's always that <laughs> because I try to put like logic like without going into that realm that somebody who works at one of the hosting companies that houses videos is watching and found some really cool stuff and decided to share it to some people. That's how I look at it. Like somebody goes behind firewalls and goes behind closed accounts and shares stuff. Um, I This is what I, I feel has happened. Um, and whether it's malicious or not, whether it's just somebody like who finds something really cool and is like, oh my God, I got to share this. Um, I don't know. Uh, but that's just interesting that that I, I've never heard that it's happened to someone else before Yeah, I mean, I've had an experience like that that caused some issues. Um, that's kind of
2: crazy, actually. That you're, we've got to put you and that. Bryce. Uh, in, well, you know, we don't we don't have a connection to Bryce. You've got to see the story, and it's not just that one because uh, in another meeting of some kind, some I think two men showed up to his office, and they. Well, had, I indicated... that I've, had
5: that. I've had this whole journey. Yeah, the beginning of this, like it, we've had stuff where I, I. I my neighbors would come out and take photos of these sprinter vans parked in front of my house in a cul-de-sac that would just be sitting there empty for days um, that no one would call like I've had a lot of that happen um, where I felt like we were being watched for a long time not just felt like we knew we were being watched for a while this is you're going back 2016 2017 time right before all this started you start poking around and talking to people Um, you know people take notice uh, people they 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 ask questions about what you're what you are trying to do, um, and I think then then when people find out what it is you're looking at, then people kind of like get interested in, in it. I don't know. Again, I'm not going to government men in black. I don't know, um, but you know, there's other people like Brandon in the world that are also interested in this topic, that have resources to say, hey, where does this guy looking into? Man, no one's trying to hurt me. No one's trying to you know nothing like that. I mean, it's it's just. It's just uncomfortable to know that, yeah, you know, you're, there's things in front of your house. There's, you know, uh, why is my phone clicking? You know, then you then you get the paranoid, like, why is this happening? Yes. Okay, is mm-hmm. this something? Is it not something? I don't know. Um, I haven't had any, you know, any crazy knock wood, you know, negative effects or, or people knock on my door or people showing up asking me questions to try and take me away or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I could, I got that going for me. That's good um, <laughs> to,
1: to put into context. He was trying, they were doing fiction, but their fiction was getting what they, I think the, the second meeting Nathan was alluding to, they came and said, you know, you you're really close. Uh, or you're right on the money on some of these and a couple of these if you massage it a little. So uh, uh, they were basically telling him that they, the fiction that they were producing was very close to real events. And the second part, I think between Nathan, Deb, Steph, and myself, um, if anybody could chime in, what was on that paper that he, that he drew at the cocktail party?
2: It was some, we 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 didn't actually see what it was, but it was some kind of formula. And when they they asked this guy what it meant, he said something like the secret of the universe, sound, uh, light, and frequency, something like that. Yeah, exactly.
4: Uh, It was sound, light, and frequency, which is the same thing that we've heard some other interesting people mention.
2: And in fact, he said, uh, take this napkin and come back and look at it, like, Look at it again in I don't know twenty, 20 years or something. Years. It was some weird, you know, a lot of these yeah. weird elements around the meeting. Symbols so making, too, right? There yeah, were symbols, symbols on there yeah.
1: that they think were on the side of, uh, like for example, that craft in in Socorro that they had uh, recorded what 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 some of the symbols were that the police officer drew mm. after that craft took well, off. Oh
5: yeah, thing. I'm familiar with that kit. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar so with that anyway,
1: kit. it was stuff. It was some stuff like that along with these equations and blah blah. It was, Well, but I must be
5: way off because nobody ever contacts me about that stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, make sure you get that episode to hear it from Bryce's mouth since he's sort of a colleague of yours.
5: I got, yeah, I'd I'd like to hear that. I just, uh, you know, and I use this, like, again, I always use these platforms. Like I try, if people have things, that's why I make myself so accessible. You know, I, I think the next phase in all of this is a physical piece of something, some kind of physical evidence. Yet everybody and nobody has one. Everyone mm-hmm. talks about them, but nobody has one to share. Um, right. Anytime I've ever made strides in, in acquiring one or, you know, finding a way to study 10 oh, I can't. Oh, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm a, and it might, you know, I get it. But a lot of times I'm just like,
1: that's
5: sorry, New York but,
1: comes out, baby.
5: It does. It does. You know, the people who have secrets don't talk about it. Right. The ones who talk and pretend they then say, I know things, they usually don't, um, or I have secrets, they don't. And if they do, it's some, you know, it's some TV guy like me who's like, hey, listen, <laughs> it's my job. I'm not going to tell you what I know because I don't want to lose my job. Um, but it's not like there's no, you know, I'm not talking to, you know, I'm not communicating with alien species or something. I'm trying to make television shows. Um, and that's my business. You know what I'm doing? It's not... Uh, you know, that's not helping anyone in the greater context of things. Um, but I, I would love, it love for some people to come like, these are great stories. I, I like hearing them from credible people, like someone who like, has something on news, like someone, like a producer of something like that, um, that'd be great. But to, to, to have evidence of it would be even better. Like, enough of the talk. It's time to, it's like, we're at the point now. Put up or shut up. Like, it's, let's see things, you know?
1: all right this is the last round so uh deb and steph are going to get their get their chance can i go we're going to get you out of here really
3: really really fast okay because it just piggybacks right off of that well i'm wondering if some of these symbols that were shown and thank you deb for being so gracious there if some of these symbols that are shown correlate to these holographic images that are being displayed amongst on these mesas and if you guys are documenting these shapes do they correlate to some sort of language? You know, I, I would find that interesting to see if, if somebody's taking track of, you know, these shapes, that could be a form of, of communication.
5: Yeah. I mean, oh, there's so much there. <laughs> um, I kind of like the, kind of like the crop circle, no, the crop yeah. circle uh, definitions or the crop circle photos. And, and is there something there? I don't know. I feel like again, collecting enough data. There will, be a, there, there will be a way to use you know, data science, uh, to run an algorithm on this, so to, to do something to kind of determine whether there is some kind of signal in that, in that noise, uh, right? a no matter of just collecting more. And, and, and on that, I'll, really quick, like there's a, 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 an app right now that what's the memo that the, uh, after the Roswell crash, there was the guy kneeling down holding the memo in front of all the, the debris. Do you know what I'm talking hey. about? There's a famous picture.
1: Oh, we need... Sh- yeah,
4: the one that they're trying to find out what it said, and it they says. still haven't been able to completely decipher it. I know what you're talking about.
5: Yeah, whatever that... Raimi, Raimi, the Raimi Memo, I think it's called. Ramey, I think. General mm-hmm. Raimi. Anyway. Oh, look, okay, got yeah, yeah. it. The Black yeah. Bolt
4: Originals reminds us, yes, it was the Raimi menu, Memo. Nice.
5: The menu. <laughs> I'll take numbers. Of, um, <laughs> Sorry, oh, Memo. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, so there's there are uh, machine learning... Uh, tools. And this is all open source stuff. And it's written in Python, all these things are written in Python. And there, there was one that was written by I want to say it's the like, like, um, is a European uh, architecture or or, or, uh, agency that does archaeology. And they did it to they created this machine learning algorithm that will decipher and read broken tablets, and with only partial text, right? So you have a tablet, and like, say, like, part of it's cut off, they'd be able to read the part that still exists and then Hmm. impute what the rest of it says, um, based on that. Um, I I'm like, okay, so that right there, there's free tools. You have a data set, you have a a problem to solve. This is the the disappointing part. This has been like eight months. I've been saying this until I'm going to eventually just do it myself if nobody else does it. But it's like, I'm trying to give, I'm giving breadcrumbs for like months of people. Listen, if you want to do something and contribute to push this, forward in a meaningful way, do that. Go watch some tutorials and do it. And you'd be the first to, oh my God, I decoded the, like, do that instead of talking about what you think it is or what you think it says or what it might, no, there's tools. And this is one of the big frustrations I have with this group of like this community, like a lot of talk, little do, like go do <laughs> things. You know, it's, um. there's another one, go, somebody, please just go do it. Right, go do yes. it. I'll talk to you. We'll, we'll we'll figure out how to find a way to you know get this into something. Um, if I can do that. But I, I don't want to be the one to do it. I feel like this is not my wheelhouse, right? I don't have enough of the historical knowledge and enough of the you know the, the domain expertise in that world. Um, there are plenty of people who do, and they have passion, but I think it's just misguided. Like, use it for something that you can push forward. So on that, like that's I mean. Thanks for the segue on that, Deb. I appreciate that.
3: <laughs> Amen to that.
4: <laughs> Amen to that.
5: Ned.
0: Go ahead, Deb. Okay, Need so
4: to... <laughs> first of all, I just have to let you guys know this really good tip is in the chat about how to find out if someone's undercover and Kurt M. said look at the tires because they'll use a banged up vehicle and some uh, fancy new tires on it. <laughs> so Ooh. that's it's a good tip. So, um, Okay, so I guess my question goes back to something that was said earlier about some of the players in this. And we know a lot of them have money. And one of them used to own Skinwalker Ranch. And recently it was revealed the possibility that he's not giving information to Brandon and Fugle because he doesn't want people to be scared. Apparently he told James Fox that he doesn't want people to be scared. And they did research and found people would be scared. What do you think about that? Do you think that's true? That he's still not cooperative, and have you heard rumors
5: of that? Well, I've been trying to connect with him for three years, and he will not respond. Um, so, th- for someone else to say that they're communicating with him and he's giving the like, he's the type of person that would say that and not need a mouthpiece to say that. So, he he's never one to shy away from publicity. And he's not one to say to to shy away from saying controversial things. So, I would love to see him saying that as opposed to somebody saying that he told me that and I'm using it. Like, let's let me hear from his mouth. I mean, he said it on 60 Minutes. Like, yeah, they're right under our noses. You know, like why why would he not say, you know, go back on or 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 he has a Twitter account. Um, He has all the ability to say this stuff on his own. That again, these are the things that just they they irk me, and it's like if the gatekeeper of the information is the one that's profiting from the information, that's usually a problem, right? Like if you're saying I have a secret and I got to there, you know, I'm going to share it when I'm ready to share it. Okay. Online. Great. So, okay. Well, the guy can just share it himself. What's he need you for? Like, you're not doing anything else. You're just acting as like a, a mouthpiece. It's not like you're the one doing the research and revealing it on your time. Um, you're just relaying info. So why wouldn't he just relay it on his own? Um, and if I can't reach him, if, if someone can reach him for a comment, great. Somebody else reach him and say, hey, Mr. Mister B, would you just, is this what you said? Yes or no? Like record him. He'll, I'm sure he'll be more than happy <laughs> to do it. Um, I just, you know, I, I I always get skeptical and like maybe that's a game of telephone. Maybe that really didn't happen that way. I don't know. Um, I'm not really familiar with the, you know, uh, I know who... I'm inclined uh, to
4: believe it, to be honest, TJ, because he made so many people sign NDAs, and he's—it's very difficult to get information from him. Yeah. From, like,
5: hey, doggy, what's up? Yeah. Yeah.
1: when that when that Air Force cop Chris Bartell said that he started off at the ranch with just two individuals, which. I mean, that's very marginal safety to be able to cover that kind of property with two individuals. And then he said that he was deploying up to the ranch by himself. Like, that is the most unsafe situation you could put somebody in. Like, that is a—so for me, to Bigelow, that is a complete disregard for safety, for Chris Bartell's safety. He could have perished on that ranch and nobody would know it for quite a period of time.
5: I I appreciate you. Please continue on that while this is still going on for a second.
1: (laughs) No, that's all. One hundred
5: percent. I agree with you one hundred percent. I think that that's
1: very irresponsible.
5: I agree. I hate to say this,
4: but when you have an aerospace company, it does look awfully suspicious when you're also the person not revealing the information after years of study on the ranch.
5: Yeah. Again, are these people? So the people that. um, and again, it's just my lack of knowledge, right? I just don't know all the ins and outs of these, of all of these stories. But if the former employees there, and they are former employees, uh, from what I understand, right, and they have NDAs, what, what are they? What I, I'm not quite sure. Like, unless he's paying them pensions, unless what, like, what's the, what's the fear of the NDA? What, what are these mysterious NDAs all the time? Um, I don't know what the repercussions of those things could be. Um, you know you're, you're you've been you haven't been with a company in 10 15 years people have moved on with their lives things are happening um, but you have some piece of information that you you know you talked about 15 years ago that you could lose your job about but you don't have the job anymore so now what? it's, it's what civil exposure
1: it's exposure to a civil lawsuit is probably what but you know what we'll try to get Chris Bartel on here and we can ask him about that but i'm sure he probably thinks that he he's exposed if he, if he did i'm I'm just assuming I don't, I've never spoken with him, but I'll see if we can get him on here. Yeah. I mean, I would love those so. answers. And it's
5: just, I, and I'm not, I'm not calling people liars or anything like that. I'm just saying, I don't know what it could be. I'm just, it just seems like such a, an easy thing to hide behind. Like, I feel like that's always the reason why nobody talks like, Oh, it's an NDA. Okay. I signed plenty of NDAs that after a certain period of time, yeah, it's not an NDA anymore. Like you can The company that you signed it was dead and gone, you know, they've dissolved. So now what, Um, you know, I just feel like that's this this strange, you know, catch all for all things related to this topic. Uh, It's it's very frustrating. And again, I've talked to literally hundreds, if not thousands of people over the years, like trying to find these, you know, find, you know, talent or find stories and ideas and and potentials or what I call them, Um, you know, and I, I hear this just too often and no one ever has an answer for that. Um, you know, like, and that's why I'm always open about like, here's my reasoning why I don't say anything because this is my livelihood. Like I, I have no intention of, of destroying that. Um, but if you're not doing that, if you're just some guy online who, you know, has a, a, a job that has nothing to do with any of this, but you know, stuff because of, and you're under an NDA from 15, 20 years ago, it just doesn't, the logic isn't, doesn't, doesn't match. I don't know. I really don't know. I wish I, I it's, it's a source of frustration for me when in this, in this realm in particular. Um So yeah, good times. All
1: right, brother. Um,
5: <laughs> good time. Um it. I mean, It's one of those, like, you could just go in circles with this, right? It's just right. a constant thing that everyone just uses. I, I feel like Nathan gets that. Like, I, I feel like you, you know, people see that this is what happens. Uh, no,
1: I, I, I do get it. It's just their individual situations and it's, it's hard to, Put a, a huge umbrella. Some guys have a government NDA, so there's a, you're, you're exposed from a criminal perspective from uh, the Justice Department, and and then for a guy who, depending upon what the state laws are, and if there is some sort of a time of useful consciousness for this NDA, uh, you could be civilly ex- exposed in a, in a civil proceeding. And I don't know that, so I I, right. I can't I can't.
5: But you have. But those are reasons, right? Those are legit things. It's, right. just, it's not just right. like I have an NDA, I can't talk. No, right. like you could say I have an NDA that exposes me to criminal liability if I speak about this. Hey, I would right. respect that answer so much more than I have an NDA. I can't say anything. Right. Okay. With, right. With whom you can, you know, there's, you can claim, oh yeah, I have one with this company and I'm not allowed to talk about that because X, Y, Z. That's I could claim
2: insanity
1: and in. legitimately and break that NDA. Yeah.
2: But, I've got uh, an NDA with my well, wife sometimes. Some things I can't talk about. So.
5: Well, hey. <laughs> you know you how it can, goes. You, know, you can talk about them. It's well, true.
2: But do and you and want that's to? That's true, TJ. No. Good point right <laughs> there, <there's repercussions. laughs> uh, there are real repercussions yes yeah you
1: you are so much fun um let me get uh let's let, let Steph say her goodbyes we'll go to uh Deb's did I, did in I in talk David.
5: too much or have more do you have more questions that's fantastic
1: oh <laughs> we always have questions we always have we, we always have <laughs> questions we you know we try to little, get
5: people a little bit more keep, okay um yeah I, mean, I don't want to cut you off because I know that I have some long-winded answers and trying to explain things I'm, uh, yeah. I'm I understand.
1: My yeah. question's like I have a lot of uh stuff that's really sort of ranch technical perspective. And and I was gonna ask you about getting uh your your homeboy, if you will, from Utah B Fugle, so that we could hit him up on some of these issues. Do you think he would enjoy this venue? I,
5: I think so. Um yeah, I've we could send him a I case of die Mountain
2: Dew, maybe that would help. Yes, Just, uh, I would. Put it in the right. No,
5: yeah. yeah, I don't think he needs to be bribed. <laughs> um, but I mean, you guys have had, you know, some pretty heavy hitters here. I don't see why he wouldn't uh, be interested in doing this. I've been trying to reach myself. I actually got to get hold of him this week again. Um, yeah, I mean, if I talk to him, I'll bring it up. I'll, I'll yep. definitely vote it by him. But I don't I, think my... he would say no.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I'd love to get into some technical business with him, and there might even be a can of my organic skincare formula in the, in the mix there. So, with Nathan. <laughs> <Just to laughs> so, seal the deal.
2: If it
4: you. helps, you can tell him I also love Terminator.
2: <laughs> there you go, right? That's not to love, right? No,
1: nah, man. This is not, <laughs> it, it's been awesome. You're so much fun, TJ. I mean, we don't Stop. really get to speak with people from television uh on here to to get that perspective um i'm glad that you're open to bringing sasquatch on the set if you can reach one of no. one of them I,
5: the, the sasquatch stuff man it gets it goes like the, the people that i've spoken to that have been in that world and, and hunted them and mm. and like again just show me one right show me one show me one for real well, um, you know when when
1: you start, get, there's even a woo aspect to them where they talk um, – this Texas detective talked about mind speak, something that he didn't think he thought was total BS, if you will. And then um, he went and met with a Native American woman and went in the in the forest behind her home, and uh, and, and was in, introduced to a family of them. And then he didn't think it was BS. Said it complete, completely changed her her his perspective on. Uh, the creature, plus them being able to emit certain sounds uh, that can make you feel a certain way. They can uh, their pheromones. They can exude a smell that makes you smell something. So there's a lot of things about them that uh, I was completely unaware of.
5: Again, to me, it's just it's unfortunate. I'm so cynical with it. It's just their stories, right? It's all stories. I want I want some, you know, like Steph was saying before. Like there needs to be research. Like let's they fig- let's. See things. Let's track things. let There has to be some data element to this that we can kind of, you know, study um, uh, more than just those stories. And they could have the, you know, the utmost credibility. But at a certain point, you know, you want to go. You got to get it out of the realm of stories. That's why we need objects. We need data. We need something tangible. Otherwise, we're. It's never going to progress. These topics will ever progress past stories upon stories. And then it's all just debates about credibility. And it's unfortunate um, because next step has to happen at some point.
1: All I can tell you though, is from, from an empath perspective is that when you, when you listen to somebody, you've heard many, many people tell you stories, a lot of people trying to get on TV, you know, all these sorts of things. And you're probably pretty good at assessing credibility. And when Nathan shared with me this, uh, this uh, podcast, of first-person encounters, and you hear the terror in a yeah. person's voice, particularly hunters when they're hunting in an area where the Sasquatch also hunts for the same game that they're hunting. And this person who sounds like the type of hunters and fishermen that you'd be familiar with up in North, northern New York State that says, I peed my pants, um, They don't. people don't volunteer that Right. And they don't break in the middle of their speech where they can't continue when they're lying. And so I found that very compelling. Not to say I felt uh, or I could place myself in their spot. I can't do that. But I can feel real emotion and fake emotion.
5: Right. No, I don't think anyone's faking anything. I really believe, like, I, they believe these things. It's, and, and I'm not saying that they, didn't, they don't happen. But if you want others to believe you, they, there has to be more than just words, right? There has to be you could have the most convincing people in the world and they can make you feel like musicians. They can sing and they can make you feel emotion. Make you feel emotion. It's, it it just happens, you know, but you you need more, you need something. If you really want to take it out of the realm of just a story. And I, listen, I've I've talked to, when I say that, like when you say like, yeah, there's hunters, right? I, 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 dozens of those people that there's no way they're lying. There's no way in my, in my mind, but I can't, if you can't show me something, you know, I, it, it's just the reality of it. It's unfortunate. It's just the reality of it. You know, there should be something
3: tangible to compare it to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and speaking of musicians true. also, I just, I noticed on one of Brandon's posts that he had posted nine inch nails had visited the ranch. And so I'm just wondering, is that some sort of a teaser to lead up to potentially testing Music notes, I've had experiencers claim that they've heard the keynote of C, and if Nine Inch Nails is going to come onto the show and produce these sounds to see if there's a reaction, I mean, you guys, you guys are just like, slam dunk. <laughs> oh, I love the answer.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I mean, sma- smashing anything. pumpkins, maybe? I, I can hear.
5: Anything. I <laughs> okay,
1: okay. Like, all those images, though they were
5: great, right? It was great that I mean, yeah, they were very cool. And hey. He's not the first. He's not the first of those musicians. Like Brandon knows what he's doing. Like Brandon right. knows. We'll
2: get Kenny know. G out there with the saxophone. I want to
5: get him in there with Sasquatch, Nathan.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it would be incredible.
5: No, i, Listen, I'm I'm I, I Like in all seriousness, like I have no, n- no, no knowledge of of what that little, uh, you know, what that was about. Um that's what's great about Brandon though. He's, you know, he's very uh there are things he just does <laughs> and yeah. it's like, okay, that happened. All right, moving on, you know, like move to next. Yeah. yeah well, like, that gives next. it a
4: level of, yeah.
3: Credibility. I appreciate that. I'd, I'd rather that than like, you know, sharing something that, you know, you're just, you're te- he's teasing the audience in a way, but also when leaving you know that credibility factor to holding true to your NDA. I think that's so important. So I respect
5: yeah. that. Look, if, for, if nothing else, Trent Reznor was at the ranch. He's a musician. I mean, it's not hard to kind of extrapolate. You know, what musician sure. wouldn't wouldn't want to test these <laughs> things? I mean, in last season we did it with you know we had a rabbi that was doing doing it, recording, playing, replaying. Like, there's tests happening. You know, we're trying anything you can. So, exactly. no, I love this. I love these questions. This is all, I feel like yeah. Deb's been really
2: quiet. <laughs> I, I'm just waiting
5: because I'm, I'm
2: enjoying it. That's when, you have, have... Worry, DJ, when yes! crying, you have to
4: worry, TJ, when she's quiet. I've been trying to figure out how to ask this, but I know this could end up being like another long thing and I don't want to do that. I just wanted to ask if asleep. there's asleep, any, no any <laughs> chance that in the future there will be another show about a place that might be called Marley
5: Woods. Uh, really, you? Oh! <laughs> Man, words get out. So, th- look that that has it's now kind of the not secret secret that it's been tried for a e- couple of years now. Um, I would hope so. I can say that I I, I hope, um, but I mean I don't have a crystal ball, right? You know, it's it's not like the it's pretty open. Like Tom is out there talking about it. Uh, uh, not, not Winterton. I don't think people know uh, Tom Ferrario. Um, he's out there talking about place all the time. And um, I've been great. You know, I've been in communication with Tom for a few years now. So, you know, if, if I can make that happen, yeah, I would like to make it happen. Um, it's, maybe I can leave it at that. Like I, I fingers crossed. Right.
4: Well, you know what? Next time I interview him, which is coming up for a part two, you're welcome to come TJ. Cause he thinks you're his buddy.
5: Yes. Yeah, so look love Tom. Great. <laughs> Listen, Tom's a good guy. Like he, you know, he has the, the, the thing that Tom has that nobody else, nobody else that still lie has, um, is a direct line to project blue book direct line. Um, worked with Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips was worked with Hynek. Hynek was blue book. There's no, there, I mean, there's a legit, not just the interesting aspect of Marley Woods and, and what Tom has been doing his whole life with all of his studies, but there's a paper trail there. There's an actual lineage um, that has not been explored yet. So it's all been stories on stories on stories of, you know, Heineck and Blue Book and Secretive. Well, here's a guy who is with the guy. Like, you know, it's, you know the man sitting next to the man, <laughs> like legitimately. Yes, I feel and like
1: we're breeding a cocker spaniel all of a sudden. We're talking bloodlines and pedigree. I have <laughs> to say,
4: though, that if you don't... People don't look back enough, and they should, because Hynek was talking about hitchhiker effect years before anyone. Before Keel spoke about it, he called it poltergeist activity. And I feel like people should be paying attention to the history.
5: Yeah, they should. Um problem is, it's a... Sp- stories right and so like the idea of something tangible if i have a guy who i can trace back to that directly with evidence that shows that he was there that shows you know that that was happening like that's a that's different than a story of a someone who drew a picture 50 years ago or someone who you know an interview of somebody who saw something no this is someone who was that was their job um it's just something i feel has been left left out like this Nobody cares about the meat and potatoes anymore. Everyone's just looking for the shiny box. Um, And, uh, you know, again, unfortunately, but there's no outlets. So if I can get that one through, I'm, I'm, you know, that amongst other places, there's plenty of these places. I would love to have shows on every one of these locations. Um, I
4: will say thank you to Skinwalker Ranch for inspiring those places to pronounce to the world. We too have activity.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're coming out and uh, again, i Send them to me, you know, places, you know, people that are interested, please, <laughs> um, you know, I, any of your audience, again, like reach out. I'm very accessible. Sometimes it takes me a while to get back, but I'm more than happy. I, I, I try to interact with everyone I can um, just for these reasons. And it doesn't just have to be on, you know, the stuff that we know of here. These, there's plenty of places. I don't know um, that educate me, like, you know, send them send them my way. Um, what's next? What do, What don't I know? What am I missing? you know, what is nobody talking about in this realm? Um, It's not, you know, just arguing over who's right and who's wrong and who put an eye on top of a, you know, memo somewhere, you know, and if you look at it in the mirror backwards, it says, no, no, (laughs) like, give me something.
1: TJ, this whole missing 411 business, have you seen those on, on Amazon?
5: I'll tell you, I've seen more, I've seen that, And I've even pitched when I pitched an exec that two years ago, that, that, concept of the correlation between Bigfoot and missing people, um, they were shocked. Uh, Discover was shocked. Um, now, the problem is if you want to look at it realistically, right? Now, this is no woo, right? Only things we know. This is where it gets really, really frightening. Um, because what is more plausible that a creature a Bigfoot, a Sasquatch that's seven, eight feet tall, hundreds of pounds, mystical, lives forever, whatever it is, right? Whatever the legend of the lore is. Is it more probable that it's that that's abducting or killing people or that it's some people dressed like that that are nuts and doing that?
1: That's le- That's less plausible from what the sightings in 49 of 50 states would indicate, mm-hmm. except for Hawaii
5: so then if we had, evidence, my evidence, if we had exactly. evidence of those creatures doing it right a, a dead creature If we had a creature but you know what we do have we do have crazy people who do things like that and so mm-hmm. when you say that like when you look at it when you go to law enforcement and you say okay their first thing is gonna be like well you know sh- you got to prove it's not <laughs> like how do right. you know right. it's not that um, i
4: recommend watching it tj
5: because i don't I know, feel like i know, he- I know about it it's, it's very compelling i mean it's amazing
1: Polite says that they're not keeping the national parks are not keeping statistics, he says. Uh, and in, in the case of missing persons like one of your New York brothers, like Tom Messick from Horicon, New York, who came up missing and all of a sudden the FBI turned up. And they said the FBI only shows up for non-children in in one instance, and that's if the local law enforcement calls them in. But they did turn up. Uh, and why did they turn up? For, for that investigation so there's i think there's some meat on the bone there
5: Personally. i agree i agree it's just that i'm scared you know and again when i pitch it all you can do is their response you know it's like and, and the, the the part of it that's really terrible and i say this a lot when i talk to people that i'm trying to you know get information out of it's like there's i'm gonna have these relationships with so many people three months six months a year as we go on this journey to make a show A lot of times it doesn't happen, more times than not, right? It doesn't happen. It's not personal. It's nothing to do with them. They're great people. Um, But at a certain point, like the amount of time you spend in communicating and talking with them about a topic or about, you know, themselves, what they do, um, you have to pivot eventually. Like your job is to find these things, to find more. And if you take them as far as you can, you know, good luck. I hope you have success. Maybe it's somebody else that can help you, but it's like, I go through all of the channels I can. I pitch to every network that I I can. And it's, if the answer is no, it's like, okay, so I have to move on. Right. And it's, and same with that. Like, I think it's a fascinating story. I don't know where to get traction with it. I, I've tried.
1: I, I'm not even, I I don't even know that it's necessarily Sasquatch. That's, that's the, the culprit in, in these missing cases. But what Polites points out is, is the conditions that, that bring about someone to go missing in these national parks and there's a weather anomaly associated it's late in the afternoon there's all these sorts of things that you, if you haven't seen missing 411 the hunted on amazon prime for free i highly recommend it uh i am not a f- don't know polities at all um but um it's very very well done and he never does state in that documentary at all a hypothesis as to where he thinks they're going and i think that personally i think that's how it should stay because I don't know that you could attribute that much as, and I don't know what Nathan's feeling is on this and Nathan, I'm going to just pass it to you. Um, As much uh, as we've sort of researched Sasquatch over the last month or so, I don't know that that's the culprit in all of those. What do you think, Nathan?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I'm kind of, the stories are fascinating, right? I mean, and there's so many of them. Uh, So, you know, that's, in some ways, there's a, there's a strong parallel to the UFO stuff because there's so many of them. And at some point, you, you know, the, the cumulative effect of all the stories, you, you take it a lot more seriously. But I, I TJ, I'm, I mean, I'm right there with you. Like, we, we, need, we need better data, more data. You know We're, we're going to need that, right? Um, I think that the, you know, this is kind of the conundrum in some ways. Like, the mystery is part of what makes it a good story right? So, uh, the fact that there might not be all of these answers that it's really difficult to study, that there's a little bit of an information gap that exists, like that kind of lends to the exciting aspects of, you know, of why people want to watch, right? So, um, so shows benefit in some ways from that degree of, of mystery, right? The kind of keys who are coming back. And then they, they put in their own theories and, and people coming back. I mean, in many ways that the ufo topic is like that too right so we we substitute data with our imaginations and our imaginations are really good like we're really good at filling in the gaps and coming up with all these stories and and you know if you're good at entertainment you can utilize that to your advantage um and if you're good at uh you know kind of narrative control you can utilize that to your advantage as well um so I guess what I'm really kind of curious about, well, first of all, what did I want to say to you personally is I really appreciate your authenticity. Uh, you go out of your way, like above and beyond, to connect with people. You make yourself really accessible. I know that's not easy to do. You've got a family. You've got a lot going on. And the, the fact that you're engaging with folks and, you know, listening to folks' stories and, and just being a curious person, like that's not a – that's, that's not easy to come by. You don't run into people who are like that all the time, particularly in your industry. So I just wanted sure. to say thank you for that. And I know it can be probably tiring and sometimes you get assaulted because you're just being a curious guy uh, putting your neck out there. But, I, you know, I really appreciate it. I want to say thanks for that.
5: Sure. Um, no, I'm glad I can.
2: But, you know, so I guess the, the the last question I would ask is, you know, we're in, we're in this phase where potentially we have this convergence, right? We have a convergence of uh, a government that may officially be coming forward with some, with some actual data, you know, more data, uh, there's a lot of debate as to how much that we might get. Um, and then we have a lot of shows, uh, in there, I would say Skinwalker Ranch is, is doing it really well, but there are other shows that have long existed in this vacuum, this, this information vacuum that have capitalized on the mystery and the mystique. So we have these kinds of things that are potentially converging where, uh, you know, the the light of data may actually extinguish some of the, the shadow of mystery. And it's going to be an interesting space. I mean, how do you think about that uh, potential uh, sort of eventuality, you know?
5: So this is what I want to capitalize on with something like Tom and Marley. Mm. You're bringing the history, the real history, and you're kind of showcasing the stories of what we used to have. And then you're going to apply the modern technology and the modern methods to it, and examining that, like l- taking a real look at that through that that that, that through line, you know that was what I think has to happen. There has to be a bridge. Mm. Um, there isn't a bridge, right? And it's I love that. That was a great. That's a great way to put it. You know, the data is extinguishing the you know the the, the flames of these stories. Like, there's so much of it that's just bunk. There really is. Um, they're great stories. Right. They really are. Uh, you know, but they're not provable. Like, I think it's time to move on. And that was one of my frustrations earlier that I said about people who are quote unquote experts because they know all these stories. Okay, great. That doesn't, well. it's not useful. Everybody knows all these stories and you're probably regurgitating the same stuff that some other person said in the YouTube channel somewhere. Like, that's not interesting to me. Um, What you're saying is like, when you have the admin of this, something has to give, and this is why I keep saying it has to be a piece of evidence. I don't personally i'm in the camp of they're never going to get anything from the government it'll never work that way um we're always going to, it's going to be a private individual uh that's going to have um with someone referred to as f u money like mm-hmm. somebody doesn't care um you know you have somebody like a brandon there's plenty of others um, <laughs> like a brandon <laughs> like a brandon like somebody there's plenty of others um some you of can't our, spell um, fugal
2: without f u that's what i understand <laughs> you know. First we get, yeah. First we get Roosevelt, and then we get. It came to me as you said that. So.
5: I gotta tell him that that's brilliant. Increase that's brilliant, his man. share <laughs> of the four hundred one k. That's genius. So, but anyway, yeah. So uh, that's that. But that's the type of you know the renegade, whatever you want to call it, that's going to make these things happen. Um, there's no, there's no scenario in which I can see the government saying, "Hey, guess what." Blah, blah, blah. So there's a cost. It's not happening. <laughs> Ever. There's a cost to that information. You know, it, it could be, but, you know, hey, there's aliens. And now no one can leave their house for eight months. Like, <laughs> right. that, there's going to be a trade-off there. Yes. Like, Too consequential. Yeah, exactly. There's a cost to that information. Um, But you're right on. Like, it, but it's going to be a, I think, I don't think the government's going to do it. I think it's going to be used as a uh, a hot potato, you know, kind of a like a, like, During election time, you saw it try to play out last summer where it's like one side of the aisle tries to plant their flag in it and the other side calls it conspiracy and then vice versa and the the news networks are trying to dig in and make it their issue Mm -hmm. and and catch. And all it did was, hey, hey, let's increase the budget for black ops programs or whatever it is, you know, like black budget programs and now the budget's astronomical. It's like mission accomplished. Like they did what they set out to do, (laughs) get more money. Um, I just don't see it it kind of ever coming from them. But I think that there's more of these private people are going to, and and regular citizen scientists. Like, I think that that's the way that it's going to happen. You know, I'd love to, I still want to find somebody who's building a rocket in their yard. I want to find somebody (laughs) who's like, that's what I'm looking for. There's got to be people out there that are doing things like this. Bob Lazar.
1: I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Dev's got something for you.
2: What's up? Deb? Deb. Unmute, I think.
1: Oh, sorry, Deb. Let me on. Un... Yeah, I was trying to figure out who was the dog one. Go ahead.
4: OK. Yeah, I was I was going to let you know that Cheryl Costa is one of those people um, on her own dime, along with um, her partner, created a desk reference and is very interested in um, finding someone in TV who wants to take a look. She combined all the data from uh, MUFON and New Fork for like the last 20 years and found patterns and um, some of the true information about what's going on. Um, so I just wanted to chime in about that um, because Cheryl's interested in those and I can mm-hmm. forward you some stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. um, and also, yeah, that desk reference, by the way, was mentioned on Mystery Wire by George Knapp. So it's been around for a while. It's got a, a following. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to express my appreciation. Um, we all really appreciate that you are accessible, like Nathan said, and, and that you are also really passionate about this, and, but in a level-headed way. You know, and you're, you're, you're taking a reasonable approach to it. And I think it's a good look for the community. I think more people should be doing that. So thank you very much for coming and speaking to us today.
5: Sure. No, I thank I'm, thank you for having me. I mean, I love doing this. I again, it's all yes. There's other interest, but it's I, you know I, I wish I could hide behind the oh I'm doing this because it's no no this is a <laughs> unfortunately it's a job right like yep. this is your career and and I and I try to I try to be honest about that so people understand I'm not jumping on any bandwagons of anything like I'm not jumping at the next like the trying to get behind something. I have a a goal. My goal is. I am i want to amplify and give you know give more coverage to something that is credible something that i find when i find something that's really great i can do i can help amplify that i can help get it in front of the right people to make something happen um you know i i provide access like i'm a conduit in a lot of ways um but people don't there's no other or i have not encountered any other television producers executive producers for that matter that i know that are out there doing this that are trying to to find this stuff it's it's and that's kind of discerning to me it's like okay so i'm in the, that world somewhat right enough where people know enough in this community who i am That hey just reach out to this guy you're trying to do something on tv reach out to tj you know get a hold of him i'm more than happy to talk to you i don't know anybody else that's kind of doing that um there's some filmmakers and stuff but that's different um I, that's a whole different animal so you know i I'm, I know, I know what I know, right. I know television and I, I want to help people that have like r- legit stuff. Like, let's, let's try to, have, <laughs> let's really try to push it forward. Um, but, you know, I can't, I, it's hard to find them. <laughs> That's why I like, this is this type of stuff. Like reach out to me, please feel free. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to call your names or, you know, say that you're full of it. No, <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say. Um, and if I can help you, I will. So, but thank you, Deb. I, I appreciate that.
1: Steph, you want to say goodbye to TJ? Yes,
3: thanks. It was was super awesome listening to your views on this. And I appreciate the way you guys are treating this project with uh, respect and data-driven analysis because it's not just a show. I think that this is information for people to learn from and the age range that you described earlier also shows me that, you know, young kids are listening in on this while their parents are watching. So you have this wide range of people who are interested in the topic. And I will tell you, probably some of those people haven't been experiencers or haven't been open to this idea or this subject. So it just does give me some confidence that the subject is being treated with some dignity and respect. So uh, and it's, it's promising. So thank you for that.
5: No, of course. That's not my dog, by the way it's not me
3: (laughs) you guys i'm sorry it's my pup she was at the vet earlier today my bad she's making her debut now
1: (laughs) sorry nathan any parting shots
2: i won't take any shots at tj i know better than that (laughs) Uh, but again (laughs) that uh, i appreciate tj thanks so much uh this has been a real pleasure and we we haven't had a lot of guests who've come back so uh, we are huge oh. fans of you and what you're doing yeah. and uh, just really honored that you would spend time with us this evening and an extra time at that. Um, I did send you a DM with the, uh, the Bryce Zabel talk that we talked about earlier. So you can check that and see that uh, M- mystery man episode or whatever that we discussed, which I'd love to get your thoughts on and separately uh, maybe for another time. I have my own show idea. I'd like to pitch you. So yeah, absolutely. I'm all, I'm all here. Cool. Anytime. Anytime. Can, Appreciate can I that. get
1: it? Hey, Amen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: thank you to miss julie in the chat for uh keeping things running there for us we have needed a chat moderator forever and finally we got one thank you miss julie tj i mean nathan had some great questions tonight amongst uh deb and steph but to to me i mean didn't the the woodstock porta potty comment i mean have you had anything better come your way than that i
5: i'm having flashbacks man i'm having flashbacks And they're All not right. good flashbacks or flashbacks, <laughs> I you <should> say. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was an absolute blast. Uh, and and it's, okay. it's, it's a really unique, cool opportunity that I get to uh, text with you and, and ask you stuff or say hello. And, and you're sure. always uh, gracious with your time and answer me. And we would like to talk to your brother, my man from Utah, Mr. B. Fugle. Yeah. Um, tell him about
5: it. the F U thing. That's hilarious.
1: He can't spell fugal with that F U. That was. I mean, I don't know. If I go over the last three months of the show, that's probably the best line uh, yeah. that we've had. Uh, but but it's in no, a
5: good that, way, it's not in a negative. That's not a negative, right? That's totally it's not, positive. That's I very right. You know,
1: def- I agree. Well. This is. Uh, I mean, I. I don't know what to say. Phenomenal. The name of of Nathan's new fun restaurant in uh, Asheville, (laughs) North Carolina, phenomenal. All right, so uh, (laughs) no, it's been an honor and a pleasure to uh, have you on TJ, and uh, we look forward to doing it in the future.
5: Yes, you know I'm always around, so I appreciate it, everyone. Thank you all All so much. And uh, for uh, Steph,
1: for Deb, what's yes, we will we will do it again, brother. Uh, For Steph, for Deb, for Nathan, and for the executive producer. Of the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, TJ Allard. This is DJ saying, peace out, one love, and we'll see you down the road. We're always wondering what's up around the bend.